welcome to Friday Takeaway this week. Now, today we've got a really special podcast. Um, we are here today with a phenomenal guest panelist lineup. Um, and the topic that we're going to be discussing is what's the value of creativity? And we're going to be asking our panelists lots of questions about their practice and throwing in a few snackable statistics um, to really provide some context about the value of creativity in the UK. So, Chantelle, could you tell us a bit about them? Yes. Um, welcome, Harris Elliott, who uh, is a true creative polymath. Um, I think his man- mantra is culture without compromise. He is the curator of the brilliant return of The Rude Boy. He's worked with artists such as Kay Tempest and The Gorillas. He has one foot in the UK and one foot in Japan. He is working with Vivian Westwood the ultimate visual storyteller. Welcome. We have, again, the most amazing globally respected makeup artist, Jane Richardson, who's worked with brands such as uh, Mark Mark Jacobs, Erdem, um, just come off the catwalk last week, uh, worked with Kirsten Dunst and Tilda Swinton, and with editorials, global editorials, such as Elle, Vogue, Hunger, Wonderland magazine. And finally, Dines, a pioneer for creative change, the creative director of Studio Blup, a multidisciplinary design agency, again working with huge brands such as Nike, Adidas, Levi's, Sony, BBC. Welcome to our guest panellists. Um, let's put some context to this, Abby. Let's get yeah. some monetary values to the value of creativity. Oh, I like that. Mm. I really like that. So some big figures here. The UK Creative Industries makes, get this, £116 billion a year. That's for the UK creative industries. They are mega sums. Wow. Yes, that's huge. And and also there's 2.1 million jobs. Um, That's more than twice the rate of growth of jobs in the rest of economy, uh, in rest of the whole of the economy of the UK. So it's looking at how quickly the growth area is for these career avenues. I mean, it's just huge. We should be looking after our creatives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So our um, title this week is The Value of Creativity. We've just yeah. looked at those stats in terms of monetary. What about that word value? Well, I think that's really interesting. So if we look at the uh, definition of the word value, um, it's the regard that something is held to deserve the importance, worth or usefulness of something, which, I mean, the correlation between creativity and value is just the best correlation I can think of. Absolutely. Let's put this to our panellists. I think in reflection of what's just happened in the last couple of years, what do you, what have you done with your creative practice? How have you changed in the last couple of years, would you say? Who'd like to start? Go on, James. Yeah. I think first of all, I've, oh, first of all, thank you guys for and invite us all and good to meet you as well. Um, yeah, I mean the first change I've made is um, get my mindset right um, and kind of sort of understanding how my brain works, um, clearing that space and doing a bit of meditation now and really kind of uncluttering 
mm. that kind of creative block um, because that was the most important thing for me where I was, everything was just building up especially in, the, in, in, in within lockdown and, you, and I felt like I was trying to achieve and try too hard too mm. much and do too, too many stuff at the same time um, but when I learned how to slow things down, it opened up more space for me to create. Um, and yeah, I've been doing it for like two years now, and it's been an absolute game changer. So that's that's been my that's kind of process. That's a nice yeah. word, uncluttering, isn't it? Yeah. Uncluttering your brain to be able to process and create. Yeah. Jane, what have you been doing? How Pretty been... much very, it sounds very familiar there. Um, I've been, been switching off. So whereas before I was, felt like I needed to know everything and you know really learn as much as possible, I've done the opposite, um, just allowing myself, I'm not, I don't even have my magazine subscriptions anymore, you know, I'm not, not getting any of that. I don't want to necessarily know exactly what's going on, what the latest trend is. I've switched off from all of that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's about allowing myself to then be honest with my creative process as well. So that knowing that I need time to reflect. So I'm much more open now to pushing back and saying I can't achieve that in that particular time because yeah. previously it was just it had to come really quickly mm -hmm. yeah so like a protection yes mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and it's not about speed right it's not you can't Doesn't be cre creative in sometimes it you've got the right people around you yeah. you'll have those, those light bulb moments more quickly but um, a lot of the time especially with the last couple of years and having to be creative and create creative experiences online that actually is something which can take days. Yes. And I'm sitting there wanting to throw my laptop out of the window. Yes. I'm just yeah. waiting for these moments. And it's, it was a little bit harder. So yeah, switching off is um, was something that really helped nice. a lot. Nice. Harris? Um, for me, it's been about reframing mm -hmm. what, I, what I do as a creative and what we do as a studio in terms of echoing a lot of what both Jane and Diane have said and the idea where personally as, as creative director would see a lot of what I do, what, what we create would be almost as design services. I've started to reframe in terms of multidisciplinary, but in terms of being able to ask more questions. So whereas before it would be a brief comes in and it's like, how do we fulfill the brief? Even if we keep to the mantra of culture about compromise, now it's much more, I want to be able to ask more questions. And I think the time, the two years as, allowed me to kind of rethink about what do I want to achieve and what values can I actually bring to something or in terms of artistically or commercially so therefore how do we kind of reframe things in a way that makes sense so that I'm just not just turning tricks or making things happen because we can work to the to at the 11th hour to make things happen but who does that benefit if you're then spent or burnt out so definitely it's about how to focus things is definitely what's come out of the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Great. Um, how should we celebrate moments of creative brilliance? It's a really hard one, isn't it? Question. Yeah, no, it is. We were talking to Tom Goodwin about this recently, and he was saying, you know, the way creativity, the way creative minds works, it's very fragile. That it's either really brilliant or it's like, oh, I'm not that. I'm not very good. So how do we? How should we? Do you think it goes back to that value of creativity? If you've done something really, really good, really brilliant, how should we kind of capture that and celebrate that? How would you want to be celebrated for your creative brilliance? Um, I think that's quite a tough question in yeah. the sense that. I feel over the last number of years that 
so easy just to be able to celebrate anyone just for doing anything and mm. I think people should be applauded for what they do but the idea of brilliance for me is more like Jedi status so therefore <laughs> it's for me like what is actual brilliance and what is actually just standard creativity so for me personally maybe it's because I'm a hard critic like what's brilliant and what's not but then also knowing full well that a lot of times from post the last two years we never get a chance to actually celebrate what we do anyway because you're mm. always on to the next to the next so the idea of even celebrating those moments don't often come so I think it's about taking time to be able to actually acknowledge so therefore you can actually celebrate and just yeah. to ask a question on that sorry okay. but, so for celebrating it what would that look like so how do you think we could celebrate it and mm. I know that's a really difficult question um I think um, a wider understanding of what creativity is for you to be able to acknowledge whether something, not if it's brilliant or not, but actually the effort that's put into things and creativity isn't celebrated enough in, in the main from an educational point of view in terms of government statutes and what's coming through in terms of how our younger people are taught. Mm. Um, creativity isn't very high on, on that list and I think it should be celebrated by starting it very young and acknowledging that as children growing up their creative exploits should be celebrated from there and then it becomes a part of the way that we live. Yeah, I echo that as well. I think um, you know, at the studio we launched um, a, an incentive called um, a Blub Gen where we're kind of helping the, the young sort of uh, talent Brilliant. understand what this industry is about, right? So they're mm -hmm. producing some amazing work and you know, like you said, instead of getting sort of praise, we want to help them get that step into the ladder, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's how you give that feedback to not let them lose confidence, but at the same time learn um, with what they're doing with the confidence mm -hmm. that they build, right? Yeah. And like you said, you don't want to give them too much at, at once. Yeah. You want them to really understand, you know, what is it to be a creative? What is it to, is to do to create amazing work? Yeah. But then when they do hit that jackpot, it's all win for everyone. You know what I mean? It's because they're growing, you're seeing a rapid growth. Mm. Um, and we make sure we push that kind yeah. of confidence into them. And that's for me, that's that's the celebration of creativity. I think it's just allowing yourself to recognise the moment itself. Um, and then it's because, you know, it, it is something that you just you jump onto something else. And I think maybe is it is it for me, I've been trying it's it's more gratitude for that opportunity in that moment. Mm. Um, and then it's it's recognising what you've done. And I guess being able to break it down as to how you got there, because a lot of creatives, you, if you, especially if you're trying to educate and teach mm. the next sort of generation, it's 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 learning the process and being able to break it down so you can then vocalise it and present it to others. Um, and I think in that particular moment, then you're um, you're then going to give it more value and recognition because you're passing it on. Mm. Yeah, which I think you, is really important. You, all three of you work with millions of people all the time <laughs> every day you do each of your jobs is is working like i think i've described you all as like a conductor of an orchestra mm. um how do you make sure that you're also recognizing the people that you're working with especially when you're on a big shoot you know you're working with teams of people yeah how do you also you're the conductor how do you make sure that they're okay I what I'm watching. I mean, just on Fashion Week, so I've got a whole team of incredible artists. You're only as good as your team, period. 
Um, and I, I've learned from being backstage with other artists and I've learned for me what works for me and how I want to, to lead. And it's about being observant, not just in what you what's needed that time by the designer and the, and the actual show itself, but what your team needs. So I, I, I move. I move around. A yeah. lot of times people stay in one place. I don't. I, I like to move around and make sure um, that sort of everyone is okay. Yeah. And to, to allow them to know that they're in the safe space because I'm the one which will... I'm the fixer. Yeah. It, you know, I allow them to do and then I'll fix. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'll take the main hit if yeah. necessary. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's exhausting, right? You know I mean? it's like, <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have a team and it's kind of like all eyes are on you and like the pressure to kind of come up with that instant idea. Um, I think for me, it's just like giving everyone that, that time, um, mm-hmm. listening as well. Um, if someone is doing something wrong, um, you know, it's how you approach it. But also as well, going back to the first question, it's about giving them the confidence to actually like lead themselves. Yeah. Um, I like to kind of lead by example. Um, I, always, I always say like, I'm probably the most like public, private person there could be, right? Yeah. Um, it's because <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm doing things behind the scenes that no one really sees, but at the same time you're seeing sort of growth. So yeah. if they're seeing me lead, you know, hopefully yeah. they can follow and obviously, you know, I want to be a mentor, you know, I want to be that guy that can, um, that, you know, the kids do look up to or people in the industry. Um, and that's how I'm kind of sort of leading and actually doing things from, from the front line, basically. But yeah. it's hard work. <laughs> uh, very, hard, sure. very hard work. Um, but you said something earlier before we came on, on air in the idea of also asking your team if they're all right. Yeah, yeah. So being able to check in on them and letting them know that they are part of it. And as what you said, Jane, the idea that um, you're only as good as your front of house. And if your front of house is no good, then I'm not coming back to your establishment. So in the same way with people that, that work with me, it's for them to understand their position, for them to also see that I'm prepared to pick up a broom if it needs be, but also to understand that actually I picked up a broom enough time. So actually through that training process, understanding that it's a rite of passage and the more you put into it, the more you get out of it mm-hmm. and understanding that the team is, we roll as a team and you, no, no person yeah. is like the hero. It's not the event, it's not the Avengers unless everyone's there together. That's it. Love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Tom Goodwin, okay, Tom Goodwin describes creativity as magic. When it happens, it's magic. He used the word okay. magic. And he said it's a hyperbolic function. Yeah. Talk us through a personal creative collision that you just had when that magic happened. Oh, these yeah. amazing questions. I love this. When did something like, oh, oh that was what? just, oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. cool. Like, it literally something. happened for the first time, like yesterday, for, 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 for years. Mm. Like, I was just sitting there and just, I still feel like it's the start of the year, mm. and all of a sudden I just had this burst of just like, fuck! I need to, I need to write down some some, some big goals. Like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. I need to, I need to uh, think bigger than what I'm thinking and push like the boundaries as far as I can go. And I felt my arm just being light, ready to write. So I was trying to find my pen, but pen and paper and stuff like that. I was like, shit! I couldn't find anything. And it's like I could feel like the energy levels like dropping. I was like, oh, I've got to <laughs> find it. So I found this book and I just wrote like top twenty big big goals nice. and then um, off that was like what the creative process is going to be Yeah. and I just got so excited nice. um, because I needed that reset I needed that kind of realisation that enlightenment that inspiration back yeah. 
and it just came and when it was ready I had to know it down. created collision there that, that's it it felt good yeah spoil it up brilliant Jane when when was the last creative collision that well just I've had a, I mean I've had a few working just recently on on the shows you know you, you walk into a room and you, you you know you see the mood boards and everything and you and then you get the energy mm. of the designer so I've had those kind of moments but what when I saw this question um, previously I, I was I was brought back to a moment where um, I was sitting in indoors, which so many people are doing right now at their computers and trying to get from, you know, with this one sort of tagline, um, a whole hour's presentation out of it. And um, what happened was I had the product and I had the information, but I didn't know my, I didn't have my starting point and it would, I think I'd been two days in. Um, and a friend who I've known since I was 18 could just happen to call that moment. And we were chatting um and to cut a very long story short we she started telling me about she'd just been to Kew Gardens and seen the lights mm. shows then I was like aha there's my like my moment I had to be talking about products which talked about light and it, it it helped when she started to talk about this they projected this image of this tree and the autumn leaves coming down but then the blossom coming back up so it was all about the seasons mm. And that was it. You do. You feel it, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you so feel the tingle. You're, I'm riding. Start riding like a demon. Yeah, I'm like, that's it. That's what I need to do. I need to take it back to photography, and that's my world. So okay, that's where I'm going to come at it from. And but it, it's the most important thing to recognise is that feeling, that yeah, energy mm. rush that you get. Um, I almost get a little bit shaky. Like uh, there's yeah, uh, yeah. excitement, um, and that can happen on conversations generally. Um, that 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 was it, and it can come from something as as wonderful as a relationship. It's, you know, someone that's known you for so long, yeah. um, i.e., the simplest of places, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Inco- what if I said inconsequential conversations with someone? That yes, then yes. I think when you're stuck really creatively, consequences from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's just when come you from pop, nowhere. Probably yeah. need to pick up the phone. Harris. So, in picking up from that, um, there's um, this amazing designer and Anya, um, who's um, heritage is Russian and um, she, she's been doing a series called Accident Training and the whole idea, she used to work with Martin Margiela um, the studio and just the idea that if we learn to observe um, the different patterns of how we create and the things that we do um, you can actually start to form a way that the mistakes around our sort of slight blemishes in the things that we see within our environment are what Allow, can allow us to then create, understand our workflow to be able to be able to direct how we move forward. So, hearing Anya speak a little while ago, um, and she redid the course again, and I went back on it, and it's just really like small moments that actually that and that. Oh, there's a pattern there, and being able to again be able to pause and not go through that default way of working. Or actually, if you step back and analyze, that's been allowing me to be able to kind of rethink oh actually you've already where those blocks often come actually the ideas are already often in front of you but your my head's so full of other stuff that i cannot get it out but Mm. actually switching certain things off and being oh oh, actually the idea is already there it's about making that happen yeah Yeah. brilliant well i'm going to do a very quick fire round now (laughs) so can i ask each of you what's your creative superpower okay storytelling Fabulous. Yes, definitely. Uh, making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like both of those. Um, collaboration. 
Fabulous. Oh, those were brilliant answers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Guys, Thank you. a Thank huge you, yeah. thanks. I think just to round this up, this country seriously needs creativity from a monetary point of view. Yep. I think it's a skill set, whether it is this kind of little crumpled thing or whether it is this wonderful superpower, like you've just said, that the value of creativity is absolutely paramount, both financially, economically, Holistically, it's really, really so important. Guys, thank you so much for sharing you. your thoughts with us on such an important, and your expertise just golden, thank you. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Great, thanks everybody, good night.